And I think we're so much more successful when we're in places where we feel safe. And I feel like in my work with with the Biz Foundry, I think I feel safe. I feel like I'm not worried that I'm losing my job. I'm not worried that I'm doing the wrong thing. I know I'm supported and I, I know that things are going the right way. I think in the podcast, I think I have some good community of, of mentors that really will tell me, hey, I think you might be going off the wrong way or I really like what you're doing here. And so I think that safety feature of of just the community, whether they're legally a business partner or not, um, is really important. Providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany Anton. Welcome to Powered by Her. I am Tiffany Anton and my co-host today, Lisa Urich. Hi there. Thanks for being here. Um, if you missed last week's, you should go back and listen to last week's. We talked all about books. It was so much fun. And kind of why, where, who, what, when, um, all the things about books. And you are your original kind of Meet Lisa Urich episode aired November 12th, 2021. That so was people, so nice. People can go back and, and actually watch that one that was in our Cookville Creative Studio that we had with them over there. And we had a live studio audience. The one and only... I keep saying one and only, but it's you're gonna the, have more the you're first gonna time. More. We're gonna just you know it, have it a different. Felt so so good. That it was, was a pretty thing. cool. Um, yeah. I thank felt... you for what you give women. Thank you for what you've given me. Oh well, thank you for what. I mean, I remember the first time I met you. It was a stormy, a snowstorm January. We were at a happy hour, and I was like, hateful meeting. Who is this? Like just <laughs> so much energy and just. You're talking about yourself? No, (laughs) not at all. Um, I mean, you had known Jeff Brown for a long time before that, Mm -hmm. and that was the first time we had met. And, um, yeah, it was just a good, uh, you know, it was instant um, attraction there of just knowing, um, which is going to lead us into what we're going to talk about today. But we're going to take a second to thank our partners. On today's episode, you're going to hear about partnerships and the Strength Finder by Don Clifton, who is famous for helping people get farther, faster, and by learning your unique superpowers. Plenty, the downtown bookshop is a nonprofit space dedicated to your growth and offering this great book, as well as all the books mentioned on today's podcast. And if you tell them you're powered by her, you'll get your choice of specialty chocolate, good food for your brain and spirit in one shop on 48 West Broad at Plenty, the downtown bookshop. So today we're going to talk about business partners. Mm-hmm. We just talked about kind of partnerships of Powered by Her, but um, business partners. And we're building on a great, we started a great conversation a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this, and <laughs> it's just such a powerful thing. I When I started business a long time ago, I thought, oh, well, i got to have a partner. I think that's what most people feel. I, I Why we feel that, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because, especially as women, we... Uh, developmentally, we find out who we are by finding out how we're like and unlike others, you know, so it's this comparative thing that we need to do in our development versus uh, the the male archetype is to go separate and, and find out independently. So when we start down the entrepreneurial road, we're like, we need people. And, but it was in my head. And then I, I, I took on, well, you know, we can talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I took on two great people yeah. who had absolutely nothing to contribute to <laughs> to my endeavor and it took me a year to figure out oh I'm the only one working and this doesn't really matter to them as much and it was it was no harm no foul but it was I, I I look back and I go, why did I think I absolutely needed partners? Well, I think it? sometimes when you are starting something, first of all, it seems scary to go it alone. Yes. Um and I think that even though you think maybe there are some um 
holes that you have, some some pain pain points that some people may feel, um, it it just doesn't always necessarily align the way you need it to. I think that we feel like we should, and then it's like, um, you know, you ha- maybe you have a board if you're a nonprofit, or you have friends and resources that you bounce ideas off of, but they're not bought in. And mm-hmm. so having that buy-in of an actual business partner feels like it mat- means something it, differently. It, you assume, I mean, I believe in better together. I believe in... You know, I believe in you co- live that mantra. It's it's for sure. like well, it's it and and the story of Dave and me is a whole different kind of other end of the continuum story. But the 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 idea that I, you know, one of my favorite books is the Hole with the Missing Piece by Shel Silverstein. Mm-hmm. Do you know it? Yeah. It's like this little this little hole has a missing piece, like a pie shape out of it, and yeah. it kind of sings this song. I'm the hole with the missing piece, and it looks for all these pieces to go in, and one piece is too big, and it goes thump, 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 and one's the too small, and it falls out all the time, and there's all these things, and ultimately it figures out, oh, this is the way I'm shaped. I'm not a hole with a missing piece. I am shaped exactly this way, and yeah. this is this is okay. And I love the that story I used to use it in therapy and that sort of thing when I when I did counseling but it's it's so powerful as for us as women or entrepreneurs to go this is our shape and we can go find partnerships and find find people to to well you mentioned Jeff and I we were Dave and I early went to Jeff Brown and and he was a partner at a distance mm-hmm. who was so wise, and he brought in all these wise people who told us, oh, don't take on business partners because it will add cost and complexity to your life. And, um, you know, hey, I've been here, cautionary tale, don't do it. And we did it anyway, uh, at least initially, and it was a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everything that he said was absolutely true. Um, and so I, I think that's the cautionary tale is that we don't, we're not the whole with the missing piece. We don't have to have a partner to get started and to do the thing that we're passionate about. So, um, I, Powered by Her has just, each step of the way has just kind of been like, I'm just doing the next thing in, in the steps of, of stuff. It feels like, um, I, the way we launched the radio station approached and said, Hey, we want to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing lunches and it's just, it was like, okay, should I create this as a business? Should I make this legitimate? And, and I reached out to a friend who was kind of advising me at the time. Um, and we had got, we would workshop ideas about power by her time, natural synergy. Yeah. And-, and I said, um, I don't think you're ready to start a business right now, but would you eventually next year think about starting Powered by Her as a business? And you asked, you asked them, yeah, Yeah. a friend. And two or three days later, he was looking up an LLC and he registered the business and and jumped right in. And then, and I was like, oh, this is great. He's got all the business sense that I don't have. Well, well, it's Powered by Her, so that felt a little weird too to have a male business partner, but. Um, for me, I felt like it gave me kind of that boost of like, okay, this is more legitimate. Mm-hmm. And about six months down the road, um, and I felt like that was the only way to have a buy-in from from this business mentor of mine. And I thought um, for him to be a business partner, then he's going to have mm-hmm. the buy-in. And I realized this was probably two or three years ago. He's got the buy-in. Yeah. Um, we we re established things. It's no longer an LLC. And, we, and I realized that business partner didn't really make sense for Powered by Her. But you had a supportive colleague. For sure. And that was really important. And so support systems, that net is so important to cultivate. Well, and I think that it can be a net and a 
and a partnership community. And that's yes. what I really try with Powered by Her to be a community. And it doesn't have to be a legal business partner on paper. Right. Right. And people are going to buy into what you're doing. The right people are going to buy into what you're doing, whether they're a legal business partner on paper or they're just your right. part of your community. I kind of believe that if, if a partner isn't it's like a partner in marriage or anything else, any, any significant relationship, if it isn't just irresistible, um, it's, it's probably okay for it to be part of the community and, and to contextualize it that way, but not, I always felt like I needed to legally bring people in and, yeah. and do this. And I've done it. You're bound to me forever. You're bound, we're bound to each other. You know, we've, we've said, and it was, I've done it four or five times and, uh, where it, it wasn't an effective partnership because it wasn't a true partnership. It wasn't, first of all, it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. And second, it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't complimentary. It didn't make sense. You know, Dave and I, we worked together, my husband Dave and I, uh, long before we were husband and wife. And we we just had this we, this idea that we were pillars, you know, that I was over here and he was over there and we were holding up the same roof. And we we were so in sync with each other that we felt like we didn't have to even talk that we were doing things. And, you know, one day he asked me, he's like, I want to work with you for the rest of my life. And I, I ended up like interviewing him for that. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? You don't understand. I have a plan that I've had since I was, you know, a child. Was this and his way to propose to you? It was this feels you know, like a marriage proposal. Looking back, that's exactly what it was, but neither of us knew it. I yeah. mean, you know, but, but, but we did talk about working together and, um, one of our favorite numbers is, is 11. And I like to say one plus one equals 11 because the one and the one stays individual. And, but at the same time, 11 is a much pow- more powerful number. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it feels that way with, with us. And it was irresistible to work together. And we still have that, that I can be, you know, I've been in partnerships where I felt like I had to crouch down You know, I had to be like less than, I could be in order to kind of fit. Mm-hmm. And I've been in partnerships where I felt like I had to explain or try to it, it really hard. And, and that's not what, when you, when you have a partnership, that's not what it's about. If it doesn't feel as natural as falling off a log, <laughs> I mean, then it probably isn't, isn't, isn't the necessary. Right it isn't the right partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it's irresistible, it's incredibly powerful. And well, and how do you navigate? So uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are listening who maybe have a business partnership with their significant other. Um, how do you navigate when you're, listen, uh, we're not going to put Dave on blast here, but I'm sure there's things that he does that are not 100% perfect. And whether it's maybe. just that one day, that, so. like the last <laughs> dirty dish that left in the sink and it just kind of sets you off over the edge. What, I mean, how do you navigate and say, this is business, this is personal, and, you know. Well, we're, you know, I can't answer for anybody else. Um, for us, it's just all seamless because we don't have this is personal and this is because it's all it's all passion driven it's all personal it all feels like what we're doing together both of you are on we're co-founders of of plenty we're we're both um we co-owners of franklin fixtures manufacturing company and and we kind of take turns i've got the strengths book with me because that's that's an important piece to answer and and 
he does all the dishes. So, <laughs> so it's you leaving the last dirty dish in the yes, sink. Yes, and I drive he, him crazy. Right, it's not the know. sink even. It's like you know, I randomly around leave things house. around the house because I'm absent-minded professor. And, and Well, uh, and I do but, think one of the you know. things you, you say often that you got together later in life, both of you have had other marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think... Um, they learn some things. You learn some things. <laughs> you learn some I things. I do yeah. think that that's so important is that have getting this is kind of a tangent but having a, a maybe a failed business partner or a failed marriage is not necessarily that you're bad at marriage or you're bad at business it's mm-hmm. that that wasn't the right well and and, and you've uh, learned and grown and you're a different person it's extremely personal and vulnerable but you know my previous marriage I was married to somebody that I thought was very kind and wanted to do a lot of things but he kind of wanted he wanted to partner with me in business and he tried and I wanted to let him and he sort of wanted to crawl into my jacket or something and be me and um and it was uncomfortable and it was actively it 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 led us every time he tried something it it ended very badly and I don't mean that disrespectfully for him for him but he was trying to do my thing and it it just felt so unnatural and so hard. Yeah. And we, you know, I wanted to do it because I wanted the marriage and the relationship to work, and I wanted to to honor him and to do those things. And it it wasn't a natural working partnership. And and that's that's that isn't disrespectful to either of us. It's just I think it's important to be honest about. You know, every couple is not designed to be in a working partnership together either. Every friendship mm-hmm. yeah. is not designed to be a partnership just because you're friends. And in fact, the, the data says that if we go into business with our friends, we have about a 75% chance of losing that friendship. I did read that from Forbes. It did said you? That, okay. Um, partners, friendships may suffer. Most likely friendships will suffer. Yeah. And so when you go into a partnership and it, often it is either friends or, or your significant other and you think, oh, you know, I love the synergy we have together. So let's start a business together. And it's like, would you be willing to risk that friendship for the business and or are you ready to like lay the the proper groundwork down so that you can make sure that you don't lose that and it's, I think it's, it's hard it, it yeah. is a beautiful thing when you have those relationships where you can um the the, the person that I started uh, you know registered powered by her as an LLC with we're still friends we're still you know we still workshop ideas it's just that there's no financial buy-in for the business part of things people joke with me that I want like all my friends to be <laughs> to, to work with and we do work yeah. with a lot of family I, the count on me podcast that I do is all about working in a sandemic uh, the current labor field is without people we didn't make enough people 30 years ago so we're in a different labor landscape than we've ever been in so a lot of people are working with family and friends like never before mm-hmm. and so you see it everywhere and we talk a lot about what it takes to work effectively with family and friends I've got a friend who good good friend and she owns she and her husband own a business with her son and daughter-in-law and the expectation that her like she came in from a mission trip a week ago she gets in at two in the morning and her son you know texts her and says we have a situation at the store it's a UPS store and um said like what is this emergency situation at 2 2 a.m so they they address it what is it well we don't have anybody to cover tomorrow afternoon well now they just got in from this mission trip they're Mm -hmm. exhausted and they're like wow I don't know you know you've exhausted everybody and well the the thing is he had had a birthday a few days before and he wanted to go play top golf 
He had not made reservations. It wasn't a big thing. But he's like, in order for me to go play top golf, which is what I really want to do, um, it's an emergency situation. I don't have right. anybody to cover. Yeah. And at first she wanted to like yell at him. And then eventually she ended up, they ended up working it. Yeah. He went and played top golf. But it, it you know. Well, and, have, and, and, those, and, and the people that you are closest to, you often um, will maybe speak to them yeah. in a way <laughs> that you wouldn't speak to somebody yeah. you don't know. You might be able so, to have that, but you yeah. have to be able to have those honest conversations and go, For whoa, sure. whoa, whoa. And in his case, he's, he's an idea person. He keeps signing them up to stuff. And she's like, you're signing me up to stuff. And to responsibilities that I don't want to be signed up for, you know, that I'm I'm not ready for. And so, you know, these communication skills, even when you love partnering, you know, to think through. And he's gone and partnered with some other people and done some other things, you know, so um, it's complex. For sure. It requires a lot of good communication skills. I think one thing to... to um, kind of keep in mind, I have a friend that started a medical device company mm-hmm. and it was her and two other physical therapists. So all three of them were physical therapists and their skill set was relatively all the same. Uh-huh. And so there wasn't, there wasn't a need. And, and you kind of talked about this earlier. There wasn't a need for the three of them to be business partners. No one was bringing something else to the table, a different perspective, a different, um, and, and the one, and, and they've kind of separated ways. And the one has really learned the business skills and, um, really what's necessary of running a business. But I, I think that if they had thought about that and been strategic in, here's the partnership and here's what you're bringing to the table. Here's what you're bringing. So I think when you starting a business, it's really important of, okay, are there different skill sets that we're bringing to the table? And that's important. I mean, I love Clifton, Don Clifton and this strengths finder. And if yeah. you're not familiar, how you, many markers are there? Uh, well, there's like, there's like 34, 30, okay, yeah. 34 possible strengths. And he comes from this wellness psychology idea that mm-hmm. you can, so for 1999, I think you can take a, uh, uh, it's on Gallup and you can take a, a strengths test and then there's a book actually if you buy the book it's free um, so which is kind of an interesting thing we keep them at plenty but it's it's a um, strengths finder Dave and I took this and uh, some years ago and we thought we had it all figured out but, but our strengths test I came back as strategic number one learner number two and then ideation coming up with ideas connection you know achiever so I was like, these are my five superpowers. Mm -hmm. And his superpowers came back, learner, arranger, also, you know, some of the things that I had, but different. And we decided to divide the business differently, the business responsibilities differently based on those strengths. And after, you know, four and a half years of really struggling, we found that when we reorganized according to our strengths, it felt like to me I was getting the easy street. It felt like I had relinquished all responsibility. was only doing the fun stuff. And for him, it felt like I can do this with ease because yeah. now I've got all the pieces I need. And, and we've been able to exponentially grow the company by about 330% since reorganizing by strengths. And that's, that was such a key thing to go, I'm doing these things that are really not natural for me that are kind of hard. And I'm, at it like I'm trying to learn but the idea is you can get farther faster by leaning into your strengths than by trying to mitigate your weaknesses so like I, I we work with Ashley she's this manager uh, Ashley Michael at, at Plenty Play. and she and I rarely are in the same room rarely talk and I feel very much like we are absolute good partners mm-hmm. it, and and she's not somebody that I knew really well I mean I just had an instinct and took a leap and you know she interviewed me and eight years later almost, you know, I'm like, yeah. how about this? And it's working out really, really well um, because 
because it does and because we've got different roles and such. But it's it's really I've learned the hard way that some it can be really ugly. If it's well, not working so out. so in that ugliness, mm-hmm. um, when do you know to pull the plug? Like how how what's the point where it's like okay, this isn't this isn't serving things the right the way that it was intended. Well, you know, I believe we can all do hard things and we want to do hard things. But one of the Achilles heel that Dave and I share is that we're too slow to pull the plug on things. Mm-hmm. And we we delay the inevitable a lot of times. So I admire people who when they quickly look and they go, you know, this isn't this isn't feeling right. This isn't making sense. There's a difference in, you know, there's a forming stage, a storming phase. I mean, we've been through a lot of really hard things. We've mm-hmm. been through you know, people would have claimed bankruptcy many, many times um, with what we've, we've faced. And we just, and that's a hard thing on a couple. That's mm-hmm. a hard thing on, on two people, any partners. And at the same time, we just doubled down and did it together. And it was, and we, we got through it. Um, so it's not about not being able to do hard or uncomfortable things. But if you don't feel you're aligned that you're partnering really, and that the partnership, that one and one is making 11. Mm-hmm then you probably know pretty early that this is not, it doesn't need to be a partnership. It can be something else. And I think we like, it can, you, you can be successful either way with a partner or without. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think that you've been able, and you've talked about working with other uh, previous partner, Mm -hmm. um, romantic partner. Um, do you think you have been able to accomplish more with having the right support from Dave than you have in other areas of your life? Well, I'm, I'm a, different person I mean we 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 like have the Eurex on our house you know because we that entity is its own thing um you know I I know that by myself I could do things and I feel more confident probably than any point in my life and Mm -hmm. and more courageous probably um and not even because of that partnership but within that partnership I feel like it's exponential I can dream things that are far bigger than I would have even thought of and things happen. I know that our business is better in this, better together, kind of to use that oft-used phrase now. Um, but one and one is 11. It's not three. It's like, it's it's so much bigger. Um, we have this wheel of plenty that we are, we're working out of. And it feels like we just can't dream big enough together because it feels like the, the potential is just so great. And I can't, I don't feel like I can fully be me now without being in us, you know, and, and that's a really unique and interesting feeling. It doesn't have to be a romantic partnership feeling. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for it. And I'm also absolutely confident that he was and would be completely successful without me. And the same is true, but we wouldn't be us and we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be this special entity, you know? No. And I get that too. I think that there is, um, a, a, a different, everybody needs support in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, I've had people who have supported me, you know, in the way they think I need. And it's like, <clears throat> I think I've been able to go further. Jeff Brown is, is my current boss and mm-hmm. my, my day job. And I think that there's just a way of the, the way he works a very hands off. And, and there was some adjustment on my part of like, okay, he's not going to tell me I'm doing a good job when he think he's just going to sit back and let me, you know, take the reins on things and so that to me was a, a little bit struggle of, of having the confidence to know okay I'm doing the right thing even though I'm not told I'm doing the right thing but 
I think that I've been able to flourish more than I ever would have if he was like, do this, do this, do this. Well, you do guys this. partner. Yeah. I mean, I think you did whatever the roles officially you're, yeah. I, I see you very much in partnership. I see you being more fully you and him getting to be more of who he is because you're both doing it together. Because we bring the, yeah. the right things to the table. And he's yeah. had other people who have, I mean, when I, the first like year I, I would introduce myself, there was this lady, Rosemary, who was doing the marketing and she had a marketing degree, graphic design, all the things. And I would introduce myself as I'm the new Rosemary. And then it was like, but I don't know that Rosemary was necessarily wanted that partnership level with Jeff where I was like, I want to take the things off his plate. I want to step into mm-hmm. the things that I think can help us propel us into a a further place and that way he can be more successful at the things he's doing. And so I think that dividing of, uh, of duties is really important in partnerships of just kind of trying to figure out you do these things cause you're good yeah. at it and I'm going to do these things. The thing that di- drives Dave craziest is two people doing the same thing. I mean, redundancy or redundant work. It's like, you're going to take it or you're not going to take it. And the trust that's necessary. And it sounds like you and Jeff have that, you know, like I've given this to you. I know it's going to be taken care of. You're handling this. I'm handling that. There's a lot of, we're very intentional about no duplication. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't, and that would be the place where we run into each other. It's like, we find that I've written something and I've responded to something that he also responded to. And we like to tell people that if you talk to one of us, you're talking to the same person mm-hmm. more or less because there's that level of line. I feel that level of alignment with you and Jeff. Well, yeah. and I think that that the trust is a huge part of things. Huge. Of just trusting trust, that respect and all the, the facets of kind of partnerships that I've gone through, mm-hmm. you know, in my, in my business and work career is, is knowing, okay, I trust that, that you're going to have the best interest of this at heart, um, which can be tough sometimes um, when it's not somebody you're related well, to. What or, happens between you and Jeff when you make a mistake? Um, he probably just, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I never make mistakes. <laughs> okay. Um, what happens between you and Jeff when he makes a mistake? <laughs> um, no, I mean when like, and I actually said this earlier, um, to somebody else, he, I mean, when he wants to, like when I've really messed up, he's going to sit down and have a conversation. And there's kind of a, a father ish figure in, in our relationship of just kind of, he's, he's taught me a lot and I've, I've learned a lot from him along the way. But he supports you through oh, that for thing. sure. I, I've got a friend who, um, by dent of a lot of things in that were wrong in the, in the, the organization, she needed some extra funds and, um, her partner who she trusted implicitly and they'd known each other a long time. He immediately went into the organization and started doing all these things, really questioning her, you know, talking to all of her people and doing it and really indicated kind of, kind of reacted in a, in a very hostile kind of way. And that surprised her. And I, and I was, I thought back to the, cause I've done some really dumb things in the past eight years. I have made some doozies of mistakes. Um, and Dave has done a few things too. And when he makes a wrong call, we don't spend time talking about the fact that that was a wrong call. When I make a wrong call or a wrong move, he's working immediately to cover me. I mean, there was a, there was a, a you know, a big, a big situation. And, you know, I, I can think of countless times, but he's, he's there his job, he sees it, is to cover for me and to watch out for me in case, you know, in the moments that I make a mistake or that I that I mess it up. And 
knowing that you've got a, that's a partner, you know, that's, that's somebody who knows they're going to come pull you out of the ditch and they're not going to give you a lecture about how you got there. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I know like knowing how to help, help you shine. I think one of the things I I noticed about you and Dave is that, um, and, and people have told me this about myself is that if I were to date, I would need somebody that's similar to a politician's wife that will come and be there <laughs> and support and, yeah, and, maybe. you know, work an audience when you're yeah, you know, yeah. kind of doing the things. And I think that's the thing with you and Dave is that, um, and, and people say audi- uh, a politician's wife is me, like a future husband, but, um, you know, where Dave lets you shine and he knows that you're going to thrive and he thrives by you shining, you, you know, writing books and getting up and doing Ted talks and speaking. And he, he thrives off of you shining. And so I think that that's a strong man to stand with a strong woman. I mean, and, and a very confident, you know, and yet, and it's not necessarily an alpha male, (laughs) not alpha, you know, he's the only one that can lead me in a dance. I often say that because, and that's not because my granddaddy told me that that dancing with me was like dancing with a linebacker. I mean, you know, (laughs) I'm not easily led. (laughs) So it was, so it's kind of a, um, but, but that's something I give up. And, and giving that up at, at times and saying, I'm going to, you know, work with his leadership and such is, is something that I choose and I enjoy that choice and it yeah. feels, it feels safe to me in a way. And at the same time, gives well, I got a huge safety kick these days yeah. of like, what makes me feel safe? Yeah. And I think we're so much more successful when we're in places where we feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in my work with with the business foundry, I think I feel safe. I feel like I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried that I'm losing my job. I'm not worried that I'm doing the wrong thing. I know I'm supported and I know that things are going the right way. I think in the podcast, I think I have some good community of of mentors that really will tell me, Hey, I think you might be going off the wrong way, or I really like what you're Mm -hmm. doing here. And so I think that safety feature of, of just the community, whether they're legally a business partner or not, um, is really important. It is important. I mean, there's a, there's a thing called the, um, what's it called? Social support matrix. And I used to use it in counseling. It's 23 kinds of social support that we all need. And the idea is that you need about nine people that provide you regularly with social support. And it feels like nine, it feels like a lot. Nine feels like a lot. But if you think about it, help favors, uh, candid yeah. advice, um, professional connections. You think of all the different things that that are forms of support. And when we get into trouble is when we've got huge holes in our net, when we're relying on one or two people to do all of the things and we over-rely on one or two people. So that's the other side of partnership is, is really being intentional about taking care and responsible about taking care of our nets. You know, are we feeding into those relationships um, so that we know that we can also lean into those relationships when we need to and, yeah. and, and get, and nine does sound like a lot, but it's, it's kind of a magic number and making sure that you've got the professional, the, the physical touch, all of the, you know, there's all these different things you're not going to get. And if you try to get everything from one person, there may be one or two people that do provide all, all of them, but I think know. that's true in relationships. And I, I, this is maybe where I'm moving power by her into a relationship. Podcast, <laughs> Cause I feel like it, there's so many things well, between business and your personal that just all businesses is, is relationship. And that's why, you know, people talk about separation of work. And for, at least for me and Dave, it's really, 
And I, I think today we're also passion-driven and purpose-driven. And if we're going to be really deeply connected with our why, and that's what we do is connected to our why, it's going to be really hard to separate the personal from the professional. For it's sure. all one thing. I have four tips from Forbes. Four tips that, from Forbes. Um, all right. about, about, about partnership and, and kind of things to think about. So the first one said, be aligned in your vision. And I think um, often it's, hey, I have this idea. Do you want to go into business together? Not what does this business look like in five years? What does it look like in 10 years? Um, you know, what's the most important mission or goal? Um, so I think kind of having those conversations before you start a business partnership is really important. Yeah. Um, next one says, don't let one person have complete control. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm a linebacker in dancing normally. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think it's important to have your spheres of responsibility yeah. that you have autonomy in and you trust each other. And it's like, I'm not going to come in behind you and retouch what you did. Um, if it's important for me to do it, I'll do it and take it. And, but if one person, you're not leaving room for anybody else to play. Well, and, and let me just say, if you, um, you don't have, like, I think eh, maybe strong women sometimes want to be the one to have complete control mm-hmm. and it feels, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed, um, well, maybe not self-proclaimed. Other people have told me I have control issues. Um, and so I think for me, it doesn't always feel comfortable, but then just recognizing somebody else does have a better, may have well, a better and, skill and set. And what are control along. issues exactly? What does that mean? I just like to control a lot of things that I don't necessarily need to. I've, I've realized in my own Well, it's, it, you know, it's a safety thing too. So it's, it's like when you, when, going back to that strengths thing, if you recognize the strength in another person, like a ranger is one of Dave's. Mm-hmm. So I no longer navigate across town or anywhere. I let him just navigate because he can arrange things and that makes him really happy to do. And I'm happy to relinquish that. Um, and it's, there's a safety element in saying, in recognizing and respecting this person has strengths and I'm going to rely on those strengths. And know that they're going to, that, that they, that, that he wants to navigate you across town just yeah. as much as you, you know, that, he's going to thrive in that environment. Ashley loves picking out merchandise and picking out books and, and, and I love her choices. Yeah. I totally respect the things that she does. So I don't come in and try to second guess and do it. It's easier. We, we can't do as much as we want to do unless we can trust those that we're working with and pull away and, and take on spheres of responsibility and then respect what somebody else does. And how much further your business can go. It can you, go so much further. trust into that. Another tip we talked about earlier is that friend, friendships may likely suffer. I think there's some, mm-hmm. some things you can put into place before that happens um, and intentions you can have when starting a business with a friend. But just being aware that, that there is a, that potential for that and how that would look. Um, and then it's the last thing was that um, find partners who have skills that you don't. And so just really leaning into maybe it is if you're looking for, if you really feel like you need to have a business partner or you want to have a business partner, maybe looking at the strength finders test and, and figuring out what are your strengths and, and let's almost interview for, you know, which is not usually how businesses start. Is I, I, I think if you feel like you need Go back and read Shel Silverstein's The Hole with the Missing Piece. Yeah. Because except at, at the front end that you don't need. But if you're much, much better for it, then it's irresistible. Well, 
Yeah. It, it's yours. And I think that there's, um, you can go, but you can start by yourself and bring mm-hmm. on the partners. Um, think about why you, you, you focus on why a lot. Why do you want a business partner? What yeah. is that what's, what's reasoning? Your, what, is it because is reasoning? you think you can't by yourself? You think you have a missing piece? What is the reason? 80% of the 24 million, million small businesses in the United States are run by solopreneurs. 80%. 80%. So I think that that's really, it's like, you're, you're not alone as a solopreneur. No, and I think sometimes even, you yeah. want that, you want the support or buy-in, but you can find a community that people will support you and, and give you the support you need that doesn't have to be a well, business and, and money is funny. I mean, in the, in biblical text, there's 883 references to, to money. Jesus talks about money more than any other in the, in the, the biblical text and any other subject because money makes us funny. Um, and when we, when we start getting money, dealing with money and financials, it's this, we're more uncomfortable talking about money than we are sex or even politics or anything else. We, money is this taboo subject and it makes us, our stomachs clench and squirrely, squirrely. And then, and then when you assign fear factors to money, because you collateralize things, you've got things, then it, you know, it gets real. I mean, when we first gave up our home and collateralized everything that we owned. It was like, Dave felt like he'd lost his moorings. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's like, who am I? I've worked all my career. Now here I am at this point in life and I don't own anything. Yeah. And I will never own anything again. And that was deeply unsettling. And we, we got through that, but I think in another partnership, it would be very hard to get through that. And when the decimals move and the risks get higher, it's, um, yeah, it gets it gets harder. So the the big beware is that the solopreneur, the reason eighty percent is that one person is taking on this this money thing. I mean, Dave and I made a list of all the bad things that we'd seen managers do and we said, These are definitely things we're not gonna do. And we did all of them in the first week, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, and, and and after because you get a sense of fear when money is is involved and and that's another big uh, question and, and probably reason that 80% are solopreneurs because it's easier to handle that fear and such when you're not feeling like you're you're with a partner who might make you even more afraid or something. So. I think a big part is just being intentional. Either way, whether mm-hmm. you're going to have a business partner or you're not, you're going to be, be intentional and walk in the direction that you yeah. want to go because you've chosen that path. And I think that is really, you know. I do too. Support system, Yes partnership be intentional and and be very clear about why you need or or want you know if you if, if it's irresistible irresistible yeah, yeah for sure thanks for coming in today i feel again i feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours um we i i have a feeling this is not going to be the last we see of you um we're we're launching this partnership together and i'm i'm really excited about I'm where this so is excited out. i love talking about the books and the stuff i love talking really about everything everything it's you. a lot so of fun <laughs> it's really great um if you haven't listened to lisa's previous episodes go back and listen to those and thanks for tuning in